Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 18, season three of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, we finally had a Warriors game at Mount Smart, and I thought it was a fantastic day out. What did you think of that and the rest of the weekend's action? Uh, our game was fantastic, Brad, putting, not even mentioning the rest of the round, but uh, obviously, you got to be there, and I'm sure you'll talk more about it. But I was very envious of you. Uh, you could feel you could feel the all the energy through the screen. Um, I absolutely love seeing the boys run out into Mount Smart through the tunnel. Uh, yeah, it gave gave me some goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and um, and then we get a couple days of drama afterwards. So yeah. let's hook let's hook in. Yes, um, I've tried to cut down on my uh, review notes so we can get into that a bit more because I'm sure that's going to take some time. But mm-hmm. while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on the podcast at iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 16 and our picks. Um, we'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've prepared for each other. Um, We'll then go in and preview round 17 and make our tips um, before ending with a recap of the Super League. So um, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into it, Richie. Sounds good. Um, We had a lot of Warriors news, but I'm going to leave that at the back end um, because um, I had some better news up first. So um, first things first, the Indigenous All-Stars match is going to be played in Rotorua next year. What's your take on that? Great. More rugby league in NZ, and, and it's not all the way in Auckland, so it's kind of not too far away from me. I think I might try and venture venture up up the uh, island a bit for that one. That, I think that'll be a cool game to go to. Yeah, um, I've always enjoyed this game when they moved it to the Indigenous All-Stars model. Um, I wasn't that invested when it was the uh, All-Stars, one player from each club type of scenario. Um, But, yeah, I think it's definitely one to organise a trip to go for. Um, See Simon, Robbie and Nigel all here. Um, Hey, guys. 
yeah, Simon will no doubt be going, um, being that's in his neck of the woods. Um, but yeah, it should be great. And it's hopefully the first of many thank yous the NRL send the Warriors away, or New yeah. Zealand, I should say, not just the Warriors, um, after a couple of years of isolation. So um, great news there. Uh, next bit, we um, we talked about a little bit, but Mount Smart return. Um, I thought we'll, we'll probably go over it a little bit more in the um, review, but you watched from home. I was there live. Um, we both could see how um, excited the crowd was, and um, the atmosphere was amazing. Um, I think I put it in my review this week that, you know, it's hard. I can't even tell you how many games we've gone to, you know, well over 100, maybe even over 200. I'm not sure. Um, you kind of take it for granted when you're going every week. Yeah. So to have it taken away, you know, for three years um, and being able to go back um, was quite emotional. Uh, not a crybaby like some of the other people that were crying in the stadiums. Um, but, yeah, it was fantastic outing. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. But, yeah, your your view on it from sitting at home. Amazing, mate. Um, like, like you said, you could feel the energy. You were there, but I could feel the energy coming through the TV screen. The crowd was so vocal, so loud, so many flags. Uh, but it's not just the crowd, the players, seeing what it did for the players. Um, you know, you could see them almost like they, they grew another arm. And to see uh, Sean Johnson almost skipping out of the tunnel with, with a big grin on his face, um, yeah, gave, gave me the warm and fuzzies, mate. So yeah, uh, um, and, yeah, fantastic. And uh, Robbie said, um, "Did you guys feel cold in the stands?" He returned home with a bad flu. Um, I was fine, but I I am blessed with insulation, so um, <laughs> I I was okay, um, thankfully. Um, and Simon's also um, mentioned, you know, uh, Rotorua is obviously the heartland of of Maldi, which is why it's the perfect place to have yeah um, this game. And he also said. Um, what time the game will be on when it's played in Rotorua. I assume it, it, I, they haven't announced anything. If it's going to be a night game, it'll be late because they'll want it for um, prime time spot in Australia. Um, but they might make it an afternoon game. Really not sure. I'm sure we're going to find out um, before the end of the season this year. But um, And yeah. And um, I didn't mention it yet. I was about to, but um, Simon said Sky were very bad when they kept showing pitch invaders um, on the field. Um, yeah, there were five in total in the end. Um, I thought they did a good job trying to stop showing the invaders, but the way they were being there live and watching it, you could see they were going one direction and then they automatic would change. So there were a few where the camera shot was perfectly keeping them out and then they decided mm. to run straight into the shot. Um, what was your take on the on the Pitchy Invaders? A couple of them got smoked, so that's a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a little annoying because it holds the game up. It seems to be the trend lately. Um, I see one of them filmed himself. Was it for TikTok, I think? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, everyone's trying to get TikTok and Instagram famous nowadays. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like a grandpa, like the first couple – I had a good chuckle, but then when it got to like the the third, fourth, and fifth, I was kind of over it because I think I did mention it in my review that it felt like a lot of the times when they did it, the Warriors were building momentum, 
and mm. then someone would run on stop the game and it just reset everything and kind of put them on the back foot to get mm. back into it and kind of wasn't really helping but um i don't have the speed to be a pitch invader so it might just be envy if you're gonna do it i thought you meant to get your kid off i thought that was the whole point or was it too cold it's oh. it's always too cold um <laughs> but yeah um, and yeah, Simon said he can see people getting irritated with the constant delay of game. That was really what it was. It was kind of like we finally got footy back. Let's actually watch them play. Mm. But um, you know, it is it is what it is. A, a lot of excited people, I guess you could say. And um, we'll flow on with Warriors talk. Phil Gould's um decided to put a tweet out again, um, saying that the Warriors must play all games in New Zealand next year. Um. It's a talk. We've talked about it quite a lot here. Uh, um, what's your take on it? Do you, are you still for them doing something where the Warriors play all their home games at Mount Smart and then take away games around the country? Of course, that'd be amazing. But I'm also a realist, and I know something like that. It's never going to happen. It's probably not even feasible. Um, but yeah, I do love. Phil Gould's Twitter. If anyone here is a is a Twitter person, you give him a follow. He's he's quality. Yeah, um, just don't say anything to him because he'll probably block you. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, an interesting time. Um, I guess would you be confident enough to say at least the Bulldogs will be playing in New Zealand for their home game next year if Gould's the one. Like leading leading the charge, you'd think that yeah. he's obviously going to bring them here. He should put his money where his mouth is, eh? And traditionally, the Bulldogs would come to Wellington for a game. So I'm all over that. Uh, you know, I've got a spare room, Brad. You can come. You can come down. Yeah. Um, see, Paul. Paul's finally decided to show up. Um, thank you for turning up, Paul. Um, yeah, I I think um, Nigel's put in there that he likes uh, Simon. Sorry, he said he likes the idea in theory. I love it in theory. I think it would be a, a big boost for rugby league in this country. It's just getting the, the other clubs to agree. They've also got deals with um, stadiums in Australia. They've got members that pay for those home games. Um, I suppose if you looked at it from a Warriors point of view as a, a paying member, if you pay for your, your home games and then get told one of those games you paid for is now not in your country, um, mm how would you feel um so it'll be interesting to see what happens it's all going to come down to nrl i guess but um i'm sure if not if they can't make all of them i'm sure a few clubs will um potentially toy with that idea but yeah lock it in um bulldogs will be um and if not we'll have to say um we'll have to do the old tweet and um, ask him why he hasn't put his money where his mouth is and uh, I've got more Warriors news. It's a very Warriors-heavy episode tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Warriors are rumoured to be looking at Andrew Webster for the head coach role. Um, he's currently assisting at the Panthers, like every other coach that's apparently going to be signed by people. Um, but he was also an assistant with the Warriors um, for two years in 2015. Then he went to the Tigers for another two, um, where he actually got to be the interim coach for a few games when Jason Taylor got the sack um what's your take on on this potential news i know we spoke during the weekend that there are a lot of rumors that stacy was going to keep the job um and now this has come out 
yeah so yeah i mean if if that if that comes to fruition as long as he brings some of that winning feeling over here <laughs> uh we were both kind of saying if if it was were to be stacy uh, we'd be okay with that as well and uh, to be honest i would be you know he's got that he's got the passion for the club he's got he's got that warriors legend mana about him so um but yeah at this stage, what are our options, really? If, if Webster's the one, then I think as fans, we throw our support behind him and just hope he brings some of that winning feeling our way. Yeah, he's he's untested, but the Warriors yeah. have had success with untested coaches in the past. You know, mm. Daniel Anderson um, and, and Ivan Cleary were untested first grade-wise when they got given the honours. Not saying that Webster's going to come in and be the the same type of thing, but um, I think Simon's put in there that um, Warriors have slim pickings. It's it's not a we talked about last week. It's not really a desirable job, um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get, you know, one of those you know marquee type coach no. coaches to come to the Warriors. So you're basically going to have to go with someone that's untried and untested. Um, it has a club approach flano i don't know i honestly couldn't tell you um i've spoken about it before jacko that um i'm not too keen on on the warriors being full of the juice but um it really depends on who wants to come here i think flanagan will probably potentially end up at one of the other clubs coaching potentially the one where his son is so um yeah, and um, Simon said it's a turn of, um, we've got club. There's a lot of clubs looking for coaches right now. So yeah. um, that makes it harder. If they were the only dance in town, um, it might be a bit a bit easier. But the fact that there's currently three, potentially four, um, jobs up for running, um, those other jobs are all in Australia. You don't mm. have to travel. Uh, you know, there's a lot of upside to staying over there. So. It's just one of those things like we've seen, it's gonna be um it's gonna be a week by week process, which is annoying as a Warriors fan, but um quite helpful as someone who has to do a show every week. So we've got always got something to talk about. Um but we're we're going off Warriors for a little bit. We will be back very shortly. But the Roosters have granted an immediate release um for Daniel Saluka Fafita and will join the Rabbitohs for the remainder of the season. He'd already signed with South for next year, but um, they've let him go early. You think that's a good pickup for the Rabbitohs to help finish the year off? Yeah, I think so. And and they've just got Latrell back too, and he had some nice nice touches over the weekend. So um, any little bit that's going to help them, they've been struggling a wee bit, but you know, if they start getting pieces of the puzzle back like that, and then with... Um, Saluka so Fafita joining as well, you know, it might help um, spur them back into the top eight race again. Yeah, to see um, old Hammers jumped on as well and said that uh, news is Holbrook will be sacked this weekend while the Titans have a bye. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. It's always great to do it when they're, when they're in a bye. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just a mess um, with their coaching stuff. But um, we'll keep going with signings and go back to the Warriors. Freddie Lussick's extending his stay with the club. Um, he is staying with the Warriors till the end of 2024. Um, what do you think of that? I'm quite happy with it because I think in the brief glimpses we've had, he's shown a lot of potential. 
and um, could develop into quite a handy little hooker. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. I think he's shown glimpses of of his talent, and by all reports, off the field as well. He's he's very professional in his preparation and and all that behind the scenes stuff. Just leaves me wondering where to for Otakolo. Um, yeah, he was he was being groomed as the next hooker. So, and he shows a lot of potential too. And and his and his small stints he's had. So yeah, that's all I wonder. Yeah, I, I want to see him get another chance. He was kind of a bit hard done by by Nathan Brown this year when most of the time he's played, he was made to play as a second rower, which he is not built for. So um, hopefully uh, he gets a, a few more chances with Stacey at the helm or whoever it is next year. But um, I think it, it'll, it should bring the best out of both of them if they're both potentially fighting for it to be the next hooker um, behind Egan. So, um, you know, competition usually can bring the best out of you. So um, fingers crossed that's a positive for both. And uh, I don't really want to talk about it, but Origin's been announced. Um, the team's selected. Latrell Mitchell um, came out before the selections and stated he would not be available um, for selection as he wanted to focus on the Rabbitohs after just returning from injury. As a New South Wales uh, Wales fan, what's your take on that? I thought it was a good move for the trail. It's not like the um, the Blues are struggling right now, to be mm. fair. Um, I'm sure he would have been picked in the mix. But, um, you know, one week back from uh, such a big injury, Rabbitohs really need um, some big efforts to make playoffs. So it, I like mm. to see him put club before state. I do, given... Um, South Sydney circumstances and the way he's finished the past couple of years, like last year in their finals round, he was suspended suspended and didn't finish the year with them. I think he was injured the year before, so it'd be nice for him to put put uh, South Sydney first uh, club that's you know done a lot for him. And um, like you say, I don't think New South Wales are short on talent. I think he's a special player and he could have handled it even after only one game back, but um, yeah, I think it's good of him to uh, put his focus on South Sydney, given what's happened with him over the past couple of years and the position they're in at the moment. He, they really need their their marquee player to give them a lift. Yeah, definitely. It'd be good to see him actually finish the season for them. Yeah. Um, and okay, we're gonna we're gonna jump into it now before we move on to injuries and um, suspensions. The Warriors decided to uh, give us some. Some stuff to talk about um, over the last 24 hours. Um, rumours started to come out again yesterday that um, our Lord and Saviour, Reese Walsh, um, was going to be leaving. Um, was kind of like holding off until we heard anything. Um, we were going to mention it today as the rumours, but the Warriors have come out and announced that um, they have given him permission to uh, potentially be going back to the Broncos. Sounds like it's all signed, sealed, and delivered, but the Broncos haven't made anything official. Um, bit of a shock, but I felt the blow was lessened by the news that Chan's nickel clocks that was coming back to the Warriors. And there are rumours circulating at the moment that potentially Tamara Martin is going to be involved in the release of Reese Walsh and be coming to the club too. So uh, what is your um, thoughts on all of that? 
Well, he's not our Lord and Savior anymore. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. I actually I sympathise with him a little because he's a young man and he's got some personal circumstances behind it. Um, he's a young father who wants to stay close to his daughter, and I can completely understand that. So, I think the club. And we were talking about this before coming on, Brad. Um, you were you were saying uh, releasing him on compassionate grounds rather than holding him back, where it will just affect his performance if, if he stays here. So, um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. softened. It's definitely softened the blow having chance. And oh, I'd love to Marty Martin to come on board as well. That'd be great. Then it becomes a real um, where do the pieces of the puzzle fit? Yeah. Um, that goes with your question later, which was a real struggle for me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I before we were saying um, before we jumped on, I was putting the the situation uh, if the Warriors said no, you're seeing out your contract. Would we see the same potential drop of form that we had seen with Sean in the the past couple of months with him missing his his wife, missing his 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 child? Do you really want Reese Walsh to be dropping in form like that? Um, so I think it, it's, you know, it, let's be honest, it's disappointing. But um, I was really upset when Chance left originally. Yeah. So it's good to have him back. And it's actually not bad to see him come back in a situation we were seeing before. We've let a player go and then we've paid overs to get them back. The rumoured money, he's not getting paid overs. So, um, I think that's a, a win for the club. And um, I know a lot of people were upset that the Warriors let him go at that time, but he was looking for an opportunity to play first grade and was stuck behind Roger to Avasashek and was not going to get that spot off Roger. Um, mm. So I understood why the Warriors didn't want to stand in his way um, and let him go. He got to a lot of great experience with the Raiders, got to play in a grand final. Um, and he can bring that experience back. And I think that's probably the, the biggest red flag I had on the Reese Walsh situation this year. And we saw it, we'll talk about it in the review, but we saw it in the game just gone this weekend with um, a fullback who's not a fullback but has game experience under his belt, how much more dangerous the Warriors looked with that. So you put Chance into that. He hasn't been playing as great as he was, admittedly, but... Um, you throw him into that back line and have another experience hit out there, I think it's going to do wonders. Um, but that's me just trying to forget this season never happened and be optimistic about 2023. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think if they if it's potentially rumoured that Martin comes, I know Jacko said that Harold's already said that he is coming. Um, but there's been no word from either club yet, so I'm still going to stick it as a rumour. But he's a, a fantastic addition as well. Um, and then all we need to do is somehow manage to keep Jesse Arthur's here too. That'd be nice. Yeah. But um, that was all I had for the news section. So we'll go into the uh, casualty ward. Uh, we've got a couple. Um, so first up, we had Payne Haas. He's got a shoulder injury and will miss at least two games for Brisbane and also means that he's out of state of origin. So um, that's a big blow for the Blues. <laughs> What do you, what do you take on that, Richie? It is it's not a blow for the Blues. We march on, mate. Pick up that last that last win at Suncorp, easy money. Uh, but it is yeah, obviously he's one of the games 
premier front rowers. So uh, it'll be a blow. Um, the Broncos, even without them, still have a very solid pack. You know, I know they they got they got pipped by North Queensland on the weekend, but yeah, um, I think they they still go alright without him. He is a blow though. Definitely. And um, the man we were just talking about, Tamara Martin, um, he injured his rib cartilage and may miss some football, but no word yet on the length. Um, so a bit of a blow for the Broncos. They've, they've kind of had a bit of a an injury um, or a bit of a losing streak and um, they don't get a bye for him to rest up. So it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But the Bulldogs have also... Um, got Tavita Pangai Jr. injured with an ankle injury. They do have a bye this week, which means he might not miss any football. And then continuing with the Bulldogs, uh, poor Declan Casey. Oh, um, yeah. Feel for him. He um, made his debut, um, wasn't having a great debut um, to start with, and then he got knocked out trying to tackle um, Andrew Fafita. Um, got stretched off the field, which is never good to see. Um Good news is he got released from hospital later on um, after his CT scan was cleared. Um, scary sight, but yeah, it's good to see he's doing better now. Um, it was one of those situations where you see a guy knocked out through no malice, um, mm. which I guess is a positive for the NRL. Um, but yeah, just unfortunate accident and um, horrible to see. What was your take on it? Um, I shouldn't laugh. Imagine working your whole your whole junior career and coming up through the grades only to make your debut in pretty much a swimming pool um, as, you know, and then making a few errors and getting knocked out cold, running into Andrew Fafita's, um, whatever he ran into his hip or something is, yeah, not the nicest debut. Hopefully he can bounce back and get a, another bite of that cherry and I'm sure he's, you know, he's got a better effort in him than, than that is unfortunate the you know the conditions it was it was a tricky night to make your debut definitely and then yeah the last casualty is just a new one that came through today nico hines has tested positive for covid so it looks like he will be all but out of the origin game i oh, know he might still make it depending on how he goes testing wise because he hasn't he only been 18th man in the past couple of games anyway yeah but you know you, you're probably going to need him you're going to need all the help you can get so um no we don't need we've got we'll, this. we'll see um so we'll go on to naughty boy corner um we actually have a suspension this week thankfully so it is a valid section of our show um titan um jared wallace he pled guilty to a grade two dangerous throw on semi safagi and will be suspended for two matches um and tiger kelman Tualangi was charged with a grade one dangerous contact charge for his tackle on Ronald Bachman. Um, he had the choice to accept the $1,000 fine with an early guilty plea, um, or it goes up to one and a half grand if he chose to challenge. I haven't heard officially, but um, it sounds like he pled guilty and took the $1,000. Um, yep. But that's all we had, so we may as well jump straight into round 16 review since we went a bit long in the news. So I will hand it over to you. Thank you, sir. Um, Brad will be fizzing about this result. Thursday night, Manly. No one tipped it, but Manly getting up over Melbourne, 36 to 30. Uh, seven tries to six for Manly. We had uh, Kohler, 
Jason Saab, Christian Toipolotu, Jason Saab grabbing a second, Morgan Harper, Haumule Olukawatu, and Kola grabbing another one. For the Storm, Nick Meaney, Brandon Smith, Nelson Osofa Solomona, Brian Pappenhausen, Justin Ollum, and Pappenhausen grabbing a second. Uh, 18-6 at halftime, they were cruising, Brad, but a bit of a scare towards the end. Were you getting worried there for your team? I was. I was just more disappointed that um, I got this game wrong. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um it I was kicking myself and then yeah in that final ten minutes um I was like oh the pick's gonna come through Storm got this now um but yeah it was a must win for Manly and they delivered which is something that um Manly fans I'm sure have been very um thankful for I thought both sides were off pace in the first half um and Manly you know they had a little edge because they made a bit more of the opportunities they had um I thought uh, Kula and Saab Played really well for them. Yeah. Um, and I thought Manley's pack controlled the middle reasonably well, which is not an easy feat against Melbourne. Um, they will be concerned, though, um, with almost letting that game slip. You know, they have firm control, and then they just let Storm take the wheel. And um, very worrying signs in that aspect. If they can sort that out, they might um, find themselves in a bit of form, which would be good to see. Um, but, yeah, the Storm... My only note I had was they were unstorm-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it wasn't a storm performance that we knew. See, they made a lot of errors, and they couldn't string anything together. They did wake up, as we just said, um, towards the end. They scored four tries in the final 10. Um, mm. And I actually feel for the Sharks this week, as I think the storm will be out to um, prove this was a one-off. Hmm. You touched on it already. The only thing I wanted to mention about this game was Manly although they look good through a good part of the game, they're going to want to sort out their finishes because the same thing happened against the Cowboys where they yep. were cr cruising and the Cowboys put on three tries in the last seven, eight minutes. So same thing almost happened here. So they're going to want to remedy that going forward. Definitely. Uh, the Friday night game. Uh, the Knights 38 over the Titans 12. Eight tries to two. Dominic was all the wingers for the Knights. Dominic Young grabbing a hat, grabbing a hat trick, and Edric Lee grabbing five, matching the great Francis Malley back in two thousand three. Uh, yeah. Only two, only two tries for the Titans. AJ Brimson and Greg Marju. Um, the Titans. I wouldn't be surprised if Holbrook gets a sack, like Mark was saying earlier. They looked a rabble, mate. Um, it seemed like every time they were bringing the ball back. Um, someone would uh, botch a play of the ball or just so many handling errors. They doubled the Knights handling errors. They had 14 handling errors and it's just, they didn't even, they didn't ever look in this contest and it's not like it, they're up against a, a world beater team, but they made them look like world beaters. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I thought the Knights just dominated the Titans with ease, um, which has kind of been the story of the Titans this year. Um, yeah, Dominic Young, I thought, had his best game since coming down from the UK, scoring that nice hat-trick, but no one's talking about him, obviously, because Edric Lee became the first night to score five tries in the game. Um, it was a great showing for Lee, and I think Dolphins fans, um, if there are any, um, will be hoping they see more of this version of Lee when he joins them next year. Um, as, yeah, as I said, one side of the fear that they made look too easy. Titans, I have no notes. Um, 
be a club in crisis. I know someone mentioned earlier the Warriors are in crisis. I don't think that's the case, but I think the Titans definitely are. Um, Rumours about Holbrook potentially getting sacked, as Mark mentioned earlier, um, don't it doesn't help matters. And but they need to do something to get some confidence back. Um, mm. Confidence can make or break a side. Um, you know, we've seen it with the Warriors on that seven-game losing streak. Um, nothing goes right for you when you're you're down in the dumps, and that's where the Titans are right now. Um, hopefully, if they get any uh, return to form, it's hopefully not in the last round. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what you can say about the Titans. They just seem to be going, um, getting worse and worse each each week. I know what to say about the Titans because... No, Kalen Ponga, I tipped them for this game. One thing I am going to say is I'm never tipping them again. Um, they are giving me a nice, comfy, warm blanket feeling as a Warrior fan. They're making me feel safe from the wooden spoon. So, Yeah, you and Simon both picked them um, last weekend. Yeah. So yeah. poor foolish from both of you. Foolish. Move on. Um, yeah. The Panthers... Versus the Roosters was the next game. Panthers getting up 26 to 18. Four tries to three. Brian To'o, Viliami Kakao, Isaac Tangor, and Api Korosau. For the Roosters, it was Sam Walker, Takeaho, and Sam Verrills. Uh, yeah, highly competitive game. I thought the Roosters actually did very well in this game. Uh, they did a lot better than I thought they would, but... Yeah, there was some contentious calls, and Trent Robinson mm. had had a bit to say in the uh, in the presser. I can't say I blame him too much, especially looking at right before halftime. Sam Verrills, Sam Verrills makes what looked like a classic legs tackle, um, textbook, textbook, and the Panthers player sort of fell forward and somehow was called dangerous. Kickout scores right off the back of that halftime, and it, it's a game changer. Yeah, um, I thought before I get into my little tirade on that, um, yeah, it was a good contest um, overall. Panthers just kept doing um, what they do. That's made them dangerous for so long. Their forwards controlled the tempo, backs threatened, and their defense choked the Roosters out many times. Yeah, Sam Verrills was hard done by. Um, was penalized for a textbook tackle. Um, and I've put my little question here. Is this more fuel to the fire that the panthers are a protected species yes yeah um and yeah for the roosters um i thought they did play well um they've been up and down this year uh, but they defended well and scored a few nice tries um it may sound like a defeatist attitude but losing by eight against the panthers is not a bad outcome i'm um, considering what the panthers can do to teams um yeah and uh, yeah, they had some hard calls go against them, but I don't like the Roosters, so it is very hard to sympathise. Um, I think Jacko said basically something the same. Yeah, he said bleeding and press Robo bleeding was hilarious. And um, when we played the um, Roosters, the boot was on the other foot, and he was smiling. Great point. So yeah, um, so yeah, I I I find it hard to sympathise. Um, but yeah, they did have some hard. How things go by but the panthers are the new roosters where everything goes their way so it's just i think the roosters are just a bit upset that someone's taken their their seat at the head of the table yeah uh, yeah you're probably right yeah. next game was like i mentioned earlier fantastic conditions uh bulldogs versus the sharks 
Sharks getting up 18, 18 points to six. Three tries to one. Only the one try for the Bulldogs, Jake Avarillo, and for the Sharks, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Sione Katoa, and Brighton Nakora getting the tries. Uh, yeah, fabulous conditions, Brad. Played in a pretty new stadium. I would have thought the drainage would be a bit better, but it looked like they were running through puddles. A very, very difficult game to play in, surely. Yeah, I um, I was I was hoping that all the Warriors players from Australia um, were watching this game and seeing like what the weather was like there compared to it. It, it might have been cold here, but at least they weren't swimming on a on a field. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, horrible conditions, which I think played a large factor in this game. There was a large error rate from both clubs. Sharks did play well in the wet though, despite that. Um, they were running nice lines. Um, Britton Makora, he, he he's really good at uh, running lines, and he was rewarded with a try coming off one of those this time. Um, Talakai was busy again. Uh, he ran 186 metres for a centre, um, which is crazy. I thought Toby Rudolph um, had probably one of his better outings this year in the middle, and um, I thought Will Kennedy did admirably um, in those conditions under the burden bombs. Um, mm. You know, I thought he did very well there. Um, nothing fancy by any means, but a well-deserved win for the Sharks. Um, the Bulldogs, they did play well. Um, they were just beaten by a better side here. Um, Averillo continues to impress me as a fullback, which I think I've been mm. saying on repeat the last few weeks. Um, Burton has to be the most dangerous bomb kicker in the comp. Yeah. Um, right now, the Sharks survived it, um, but I think all fullbacks in the NRL um, are not looking forward to playing the Bulldogs when he's got his kicking boot on. Um, Jerry Marshall King, I thought, continued his good season and is another great get for the Dolphins. And, um, yeah, I think the Bulldogs are showing the right attitude at the moment, and I think that's going to make them a dangerous side in 2023. Yeah, they look very much improved, don't they? I agree with yeah. you completely. J.K. Averillo looks like a fullback's a spot. I, I, yeah. I, I believe that firmly. I, yeah. I didn't like him as much in the halves, but yeah, what Potter's done with these guys is great. He's sort of got them, he's getting a bit of consistency with the selection and got people in their right spots and they're, um, they look to have turned a corner. Um, I know they only got six points here, but still the differential wasn't that, wasn't that big against the Sharks, where if you'd asked me at the start of the season, probably would have tipped a larger Sharks win. Um, oh, 20 plus. At, yeah. At at best, uh, or and, not even at best. And conditions weren't great, so, you know, you're not exactly expecting them to to um, pile on a whole lot of points, but they, they do look a different team. The next Saturday game, the uh, heavyweight Queensland clash. Cowboys versus the Broncos. Cowboys getting up 40 points to 26. Six tries to four for the Cowboys. Uh, Murray Taolangi, Griffin Neem, Kyle Felt, Reese Robson, Jeremiah Nenai, and Murray Taolangi grabbing a second try at the end. For the Broncos, Billy Walters, Corey Oates with a double, and Selwyn Cobo grabbing the tries. Um, yeah, we seem to say it every week, Brad, the Cowboys, um, they're doing the business this year. And, you know, it wasn't, the, the game wasn't completely one sided throughout the whole contest, but I think the Cowboys didn't look in any danger of, of losing it. No. Uh, yeah, little brother bullied big brother for the second time this season. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, as you just said, the Cowboys continue to impress me, and despite scoring 40 points, um, they, they actually let a few tries go begging and could have easily mm. cracked 50. Um, first half was a lot tighter. They still had the upper hand, but um, it just looked like they were just waiting for something to click and they were going to just run away, which is what happened. Mm. Um, they're just a dangerous football team. Um, Todd Payton's built something great with this squad. And um, I expect big things from them playoff time, which is not something I said at the start of the year. I kind of had them in my thoughts for wooden spooners before the season started. Um, I just didn't see how that team with who they had would work. But yeah, prove me wrong. They're, they're doing really well. And um, Broncos, they've lost two on the trot now. Um, and they just struggled to get into the contest. I expected it to be tighter when this was at the time you know, two of the top four teams playing against each other. I expected it at least to be competitive, and it just wasn't. Um, mm. they too many errors. They did score some nice tries. Um, they just couldn't hold the Cowboys um, back. Um, Adam Reynolds, he had an off night. He'd be looking for a big bounce back this week. And um, so I'd say there's some concerns for Brisbane moving forward after this, but no need to hit the panic button. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, you'd w- expect a a more competitive outing if they want to be a legitimate top four side. Hmm. Well, Cowboys do look like a legitimate top four side. And if they stay on course, which I think it looks like they will, if they finish in that top four, what do you think their ceiling is, Brad? Do you see a, a, a possibility where they could knock off a, a Melbourne, for instance? To be honest, um, I might just be completely biased because I, I have a little love affair with Todd Payton. But um, I think on their day, if they're playing with the right attitude and mindset, I think they could go in there and upset a Storm or even a Panthers. Mm. Um, so the sky's really the It's completely up to them. Um, they did they, beat the Storm they, earlier, but they did. Albeit, albeit with a lot of injuries to the Storm. Yeah. Um, playoff football is such a different beast as well, though. You know, teams mm. like the Panthers and Storm do go another level once they hit that spot cowboys haven't really experienced that in quite some time so um it's hard to say but yeah i would be worried facing them in finals footy just because of what they can deliver um Mm. no one will take them lightly that's for sure yeah and as warriors fans we we can boast a victory against them this year there's you got to take the small small wins when you're a warriors fan we got um, them before they found form, which was we perfect did. timing. We did. Um, the next Saturday game was the Rabbitohs versus the Eels. Rabbitohs getting up 30 points to 12 and a wee bit of a return to form. Five tries to two. Alex Johnston grabbing a double, as he so often does. Jai Arrow, Jackson Polo, and Damian Cook rounding out the tries for the Rabbits. And it was just a double to King Gutho for the Eels. But... This game saw the return of Latrell. He kicked five from five off the boot, and I, I thought he had some nice touches and some good moments, even though he's he's had a long layoff and hasn't played since, I think, April. Um, How did you see this one play out? Yeah, well, my confidence in the Eels um, was unwarranted. I went into this ready to say the Eels were going to wipe the floor with the Rabbits. Latrell would come back slower because he hasn't played for a while. 
Um, but yeah, they let me down again, as they've done so often this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rabbitohs just never gave them a shot. Um, Latrell Mitchell, yeah, he made his return and he made such a difference to the Rabbitohs attack. Yeah. Um, I've said it for years, I feel now, but um, errors are still the biggest issue with the Rabbitohs. Um, they made plenty. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In this game, um, I think they could legitimately beat anyone in the comp if they sorted that aspect of the game out. If they could reduce those errors, um, they're world beaters. Um, but yeah, Fantastic to see them bounce back um, into some good form. Um, Parramatta are just too inconsistent. Um, they're the new Warriors for me. They're, incon- they're consistently inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from them every week. Um, they're superstars um, one week, Salad Dwellers the next. It's, I just don't know. Gutherson scored a nice double, but mm. I don't think he's the king anymore. Um, <laughs> he's fallen. He's fallen off the side of the cliff this season and has not had a lot of impact on this side i um got a bit of stern feedback last year or um when i said the eels should just let him go he's not worth a million dollars um and i think he's proving me right at the moment and um mitch moses will add him to the mix he disappeared um in this game and he started to look like a flat track bully um he only pops up when he feels like it it seems and it's usually when they're playing a team that's right for the picking um, Eels have a lot of soul searching to do um, if they want to go deep into playoffs, but I just don't see that happening anytime. And I feel like this was their last final shot because they got some talented players leaving them at the end of the year. And I think they're into the beginning of a rebuild next year. So mm. it's their final shot, and I don't think they got a chance. Stern words there against yeah. the um, the Eels, the Eels playmakers, Brad. Being a front row, but he's a born again playmaker. We've yeah. we've witnessed that all season on the standoff this year. Um, let's move on because the next game was was the special game of the round for us. Um, one that Brad actually got to go to: the Warriors versus the Tigers from Mount Smart Stadium, as it should be. Um, the Warriors getting the bickies twenty two to two, doing their home friends proud. Three tries to Zip, Tohu Harris, Chanel Harris Tavita, and Jesse Arthurs. Zero tries for the Tigers. That's very satisfying for the Warriors and, and the coaching staff there. Pretty much a domination bread for the home crowd. Gotta love that. But I'll let you have the floor. You were, you, you were there and you got to witness it live. Um, tell me what you thought of it. 
I'm hundred percent biased, but this was my match of the round. Um, Warriors, me too. Look, yeah, the, the Warriors looked pumped running out. Um, they ran out of that tunnel all excited. They they just looked to be an extra oomph into mm. everything they did. Um, everyone was bending the line. Um, even if the stats showed that the um, some the, I think there was only three or four of the forwards that went over hundred meters, but everyone else. They didn't get to the 100 metres, but they were still almost averaging 10 metres a carry. So it was still trending that way, and everyone was pushing the line. Um, uh, Ruse asked what the atmosphere, was that the best atmosphere you experienced at Mount Smart? I would say no, actually. Um, I feel like the blackout um, game against the Roosters in finals footy um, was probably the best atmosphere I've had personally, but mm. it was very close. Um it was fantastic atmosphere, though. Um, yeah, a few tries taken away from the Warriors early on. I I thought the refs got it 50%. I think Wade Egan should have been a try, and I was happy with the second one being taken away. Um, but then Tohu Harris, um, probably the only one that would have been better to score the first try at home would have been Sean Johnson. But um, getting the captain to be the first one to cross the line I thought was fantastic. Um, it was just a dominant display by the Warriors. Um, Adam Fenua Black ran for 160 meters after being um, down with COVID the week before, yeah. um, which amazing. Um, Montoya and Dylan with the Zizliak uh, were running the ball back with reckless abandon. Um, Chanel Harris Tavita had a blinder being moved to fullback at last minute. Um, Johnson had probably his best game since returning to the club and showed what he can deliver when he's in a better frame of mind, you know, getting back with the kids, um, or the kid, um, and his wife. Um, he had Ken Mamalo running him at all day. He made 25 tackles with no misses, which was great. He's not a well-known defender at the best of times. Um, and going on from that, their defense um, showed a lot of improvement. Um, and not letting any team in the NRL um, score a try is a big deal. Um, I know it was against the Tigers, but we've got to look at where the Warriors are ladder-wise. It's not like they're a top four team playing a, a bottom team. The Warriors are a bottom team right now, so having a performance like this against another bottom team, you look at their first game against the Tigers this year, it was a disaster. No one wanted to win that game. Um, so I think it was good. Um, it was, yeah, a great day out. Tigers were actually there, believe it or not, um, but they continue to struggle. I feel for them. Um, I really do. But they've fallen apart since the second of Maguire. I still think that was a huge error to do it mid-season for them. Um, and I think they could end up wooden spooners if the Titans wake up. Um, and yet, Jacko, he said, a great occasion. Penny's first hit up of the game showed the way the mm. Bolts last play of the game, diving on the ball at the feet of the Tigers to save a certain try. Showed real commitment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I saw, I think it was on Instagram, there was a post from Penny saying like how privileged he felt being able to be the first person to take a hit up in the stadium after that long and the pride he had being there. And um, yeah, the last couple of minutes, the Tigers were really pushing to try to get a try and the Warriors could have just put their hands up, let the try happen going, we've got this game won. But they were, you know, Curran was a pinball going around tackling everything that moved. And yeah, Volk jumping on that loose ball to make sure they didn't get a try um, was just great. It's, you know, 
I, the playoffs are, are long gone, but to see, it's just good to see effort back, which is all I've been asking on this show and in my reviews mm. is, you know, show some commitment, show some heart. Um, and, you know, Warriors fans will go home happy knowing that you've put an effort in, which is what we saw. It was just effort across the board. Um, I struggled for the first time this year picking a Warrior to improve in my my review. I went with Adam Pompey, um, who just is an easy person to pick at the best of times, um, <laughs> solely because of one pass that he threw over the sidelines. Yeah. It was all that. I thought the rest of his game was reasonably well. He he had a few big runs where he knocked people on their ass. Mm. And, um, but yeah, it was a great game by everyone. Um, it was fantastic to see. And um, I couldn't have been prouder than I was on um, leaving the stadium that day. That's fantastic to hear. So you said playoffs were long gone. That game didn't make you curiously pull out the calculator? (laughs) I did. I did pull out the calculator, but um, games against – there's some tough games they've got coming There is. Penrith, Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I – if they surprise me, I'll be very happy, but I'm I'm happy to think that we're currently, as Rob said – um, yeah, we've got something to build on for 2023. Yeah, I time. think that's what we're doing. Um, I think we're building for next year. Mm. I I thought we played the way, the exact way I wanted to play. Before the game, I, I think I was messaging you saying, I just want to see us, the, you know, react to the crowd. You, you could tell there's going to be a great atmosphere, and I just wanted the boys to, to feel that and just run hard, tackle hard, and... <laughs> and dial up the passion to 11 out of 10. Um, and I thought we did that. The venom with which uh, with Tenez Lesniak and Montoya were running the ball back and, and and like you said, Penn and, and AFB, it was fantastic. So um, way too much for the Tigers. But, yeah, like you, very, very proud, very proud fan after the game on Sunday. It takes us to the last game, Richie. The last game, Brad's other favourite team, the Dragons, squeaking home controversially over the Raiders, twelve points to ten, two tries apiece. Talatel Omone and Moses Sully grabbing the two tries for the Dragons. For the Raiders, Xavier Savage, Hudson Young. This game's probably going to be remembered mostly for what happened at the very end of it. Um, I think two, three. Um, indiscretions and within 10 seconds NRL have already come out and said that Ben oh, that um, ben, ben, Hunch, ben Hunch should have been penalised for not square at marker probably sent to the bin as well which would have meant Raiders right in front, kick the goal, take it to golden point with one man advantage not surprisingly Ricky Stewart's not happy <laughs> I'm sorry Simon, I, I know you're watching uh, yeah I feel like the Raiders have been dotted here. Uh, what do you make of it, though, Brad? Yeah, so I've got my little asterisks on my notes here. I didn't get to watch all of this match due to being at the Warriors, so you're gonna, I'm going to have to rely on you a bit more in this one. Um, but, yeah, another game with shocking conditions. Yeah. Any of that uh, controversy. The only things I really put in here, um, it was an even contest um, with both teams not really playing their best football. And I had Joseph Tapani as my standout for the Raiders and um, Ravalava as my standout for the Dragons. You could probably put Ben Hunt in there too for being... Um, he saved the game. Uh, 
yeah, a game saver. It could have been a, a, a game killer as well. It, it was really on that knife edge. He should have been penalized um, at the end and taken the golden point. Hugely unfair on the Raiders, especially when you think back to what happened to them against the Warriors, where it was like mm. the same situation but the opposite, and it went against them as well. Um, but they had chances earlier in this match to win, um, take this game over, and they didn't. So they have to reflect on that. But yeah, it's hard, hard luck for them and a lucky break for the Dragons as they continue to distance themselves from my predicted last place. And mm. they really soured my day after being so happy at the Warriors. Um, so it's great. It's always the Dragons there to disappoint me. Don't um, let it get here, mate. Just, I mean, you pretty much summed up the game, but just a couple of interesting talking points. Um with that finish, and there's come, there's been some criticism come out with the six again rule, and certain people calling to scrap the six again. Um, I've even heard other ideas where, say in rugby union, at the end of the game, the referee doesn't blow full time until the ball's been kicked out, when there's a stoppage in play. Um, I've heard calls of maybe if a team's deliberately giving away six agains and time up is on the clock that. Instead of ending the game there and then, they play out to the end of the set. So the other teams still has a chance, might discourage teams from deliberately infringing in that scenario. What do you think, though? Is the six again, it's quite easily manipulated in that situation. Yeah, this thing, they they can make whatever changes they want. Um, by the time the next season come around, um, the smart teams have already figured a way to manipulate it. Yeah. So, um, I don't think you're never going to have a perfect answer um, or a perfect situation. Um, I'm more surprised that it's taken this long for this type of scenario to actually happen um, for the six again to be pulled under question. Um, I don't, I don't have an honest answer. It would just make me look silly. Um, So I'm not sure, but yeah, um, Simon said he he blames Jack Whiten for the stupid cross kick in the first minutes. Um, he didn't yeah. have the best of games, Jackie. Uh, if he was auditioning for for an Origin 3 selection, he'd probably want that one over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the list, it's, yeah, disappointing um, for for the Raiders. And, yeah, Dragons got very lucky. They did. So that's and it. That's, that's the round. That's the round. That's, that's it. So we may as well, we'll go into the tipping first, um, Paul, if you have it there. Yeah. Um, Simon and myself both got five out of eight. And uh, Richard, with his poor selections again, got oh, four I out of eight. I give up. I give up. So um, I, I'm kind of building a decent lead now. Um, you I are, unfortunately. I can get ready to um, get the trophy and put it on the mantle. Pop but the I am champagne. currently leading um, 85 um, out of 124. Richie's still holding on to second place, other um, despite being the worst picker around. Um, with 80 out of 124, and Simon out the back there with 78 out of 124. Um, so uh, it's going to be a competition between you guys, but I think I've got this. So um, I might start being a bit more reckless with my picks just for fun, see what happens. Um, but if you can bring up the ladder, Paul, we'll go over the ladder before we move on. Um, so not really too much changes there. Panthers are still at the top. Uh, Melbourne uh, still second, 
Cowboys are actually tied up with uh, Melbourne on points now at third. Um, Sharks are just behind uh, the Cowboys now. Broncos um, sitting at fifth. Eels are sitting at sixth. Rabbitohs are seventh. And Dragons are eighth. Uh, Manly, uh, my predicted premiers, are sitting at ninth. Uh, Roosters, your predicted premiers, are sitting at tenth. Um, then we've got Raiders at 11th, Knights 12th, Warriors actually jumped up to 13th, uh, Bulldogs are at 14, Tigers 15, and the Titans 16. So, um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got this funny, there's a funny spot there between 10 and 12 where my wooden spoon tip is, is one win off my premier tip. How does that happen? <laughs> Shows I what know. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um I think next year um I'm gonna be a bit more serious with my predictions. Yeah, and, me too. Um, try to get this right because we're way off the pace here. Um but yeah, so that's the ladder. Nothing too surprising there really. So we may as well jump into questions. Now, Paul, do we have any questions from the crowd? Here he is. Um only Good I guess a bit, of, a, bit of, a bit of a um a bit of cheeky one in here about some. Um, uh, was it about the Warriors? How do the Warriors fans cope with uh, all of these um, personal reasons um, for um, uh, for players to, to to leave the Warriors? Uh, is it a bit? Uh, uh, that, that was the only kind of only kind of really question. There's been lots, lots, lots of chat uh, in the uh, in the live chat, but not many questions for you boys. Um, in regards to how do we feel, I think the personal reasons is an easy get out of jail free card. Um, in the situation with Reese Walsh, I think it is different because it's personal reasons, but he's actually explained the personal reason. It's not just that I'm going because of personal reasons. They've actually said, I, you know, there's been a, a, a breakup in a relationship. My child is going to be in Australia. I don't want to live in another country away from my child. Mm. So he's actually given it. So that one's valid. Um, other ones in the past that have just said for personal reasons, I don't want to to go it's a bit more wishy-washy um child like simon might be able to comment a bit the um cnk situation is the exact same as walsh um a breakup in a relationship he wants to come back to new zealand because that's where his children are going to be or child i don't know how many he's got so the exact same situation that's seeing him go from the raiders to us um and i don't see the the raiders fans up in arms about it they do have Xavier Savage, which kind of lessens that blow. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. And that Nigel's question that you got there is kind of going on to the same. Yeah. So Nigel says for those on, on the listening to the podcast, don't forget to search New Zealand Sport Radio on your podcatcher so you can listen to us in the car or while you're doing the washing up, like Richie does um, every uh, every Thursday morning, just to see see how his performance was the previous night. Um, <laughs> should there be a change in player contracts to stop this team jumping? Um, or should the recruitment team be held more accountable for their actions? I I took over the last one, so I'll let you start, Richie. It's such a murky area, Nigel. Um, and if we're talking Warriors specific, we've been in a very COVID-affected, uh, unique scenario where we haven't been based where we should be based. And sort of backtracking a little bit to the previous question as well there's almost been a feeling like there's been a number of players use us as a bit of a stopgap um while we were based in australia 
place in first grade. Now we're moving back home. Oh, I don't want to relocate. So um, can I have a release, please? So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what you do there, Nigel. Um, I'm, are you implying maybe we don't have so many get-out clauses in the contracts? I'm not sure. It's that 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 all gets taken care of at a higher level than what I'm involved in. <laughs> Brad, yeah, I, um, the a contract in the NRL means absolutely nothing, and the yeah. only way um, is if the NRL actually steps in. I think the NRL has been really shocking with just letting these clubs do what they're doing. Not it's not just the players. Um, I think I I might have brought up in season one, Paul. Um, back when it was just you and me um, in the good old days, um, that Ricky Stewart made a comment where the NRL wouldn't let them. They had a player that um, got uh, very serious health concerns and had to give the game up. And Ricky Stewart was, um, it was Ricky Stewart. So it might've been the Raiders actually, sorry. Um, but anyway, there was something that happened and the NRL um said you have to like you can't they wanted to keep paying the player essentially he had to retire but they wanted to keep paying and the rl said due to the contract if you keep paying him he's on your salary cap even though he can't play and they're like did that stir stern there that they would rather us rip the contract up and not help this kid financially um but nowadays you can a club can just decide to rip up a contract ken mamalo was a warrior then we said no we don't want you ripped up the contract told him to go elsewhere um and then vice versa a player like the reese walsh's uh leilua going from the being a tiger and is now he played for the cowboys in the weekend yeah. um it's not just the warriors they're all doing it but until the nro actually step in and say no this is a legally con a legal contract that you have to stick with and there's penalties if you break it it will continue to happen um teams could clubs could be a bit more stern it sounds like the warriors grew a little bit of a backbone with this one and actually put terms in place um instead of just paying him all the money and letting him go elsewhere um so i don't mind there being a middle line that they um like nigel said we accept this as the way now and move on um i think yeah it's it's up to the clubs. If the clubs can get a little bit back for letting someone out of the contract early, um, then I don't see the harm. But it's just it's hard um, because players are in demand. If you're in demand, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, and I don't see anyone wasting seven seven hundred thousand to a million dollars on a player that doesn't want to be there, so they just send them to reserve grade and have that amount of money off the cap. It's yeah. It's. I guess I think the players have too much control. I guess you would say, controversially, um, it's not like American football where you can call up and go, Richard. I know you're playing for us last week. We've just given you to the worst team in the comp. You have no say in the matter. Pack your stuff and go to New Zealand. Um, and yes, I just called the Warriors the worst team. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I just tried Still to be a traitor. Um. But that's the scenario. It isn't like those professional sports. It, you might know better, Paul, with um, football in the UK. Is it kind of like that, where you can just say, this player, we want this player, so we're giving you these five, 
um, they no, pack the, up their lives. It's not like that. The, no, the, the player, I mean, whilst it can be sold, the player, I think, also has to agree terms I, um, as well. So, okay. um, yeah. of, of that. Uh, and you've seen players in uh, the sort of American systems go, right, I'm not playing until you actually, because I want, I want to get drafted. That's why I want, yeah. I want to be transferred. And so, so, yeah. so they, they, can, they can force it to a certain degree. Um, Simon says there's very limited places where you can play rugby league professionally. Uh, you can actually enforce contracts more effectively. Um, now, sorry, I disagree with that. You've got a whole bunch of players who have done stuff that is that is absolutely disgusting and yet still get um, and still get contracts and get re still get signed and things. So, uh, no, there is clearly, uh, if you're good enough, um, yeah. you're going to get a place at the end of the day. If you're not very good, then you won't. It's as simple as that. And uh, But there, there are not enough good players um, for the spaces that are that are available um, out there, um, Jack, I don't think a drafting system would um, make any difference to this um, no. at all. Uh, this comes no. down to, as, as Brad was saying, is this, what's the point in spending um, two hundred thousand dollars on somebody who just doesn't want to be there? At the end of the day, it's just a waste of your money. So you might as well let him go somewhere else and free up that yeah. cash and pay someone who does want to be there. Mm. And the reason why draft the draft system works in America is because the clubs, when they do the draft, once they get a player, that's their player, but they don't develop that player um, beforehand. Where in the NRL and in rugby union and stuff, you're bringing the kids through the ranks and developing them. So you'd be in a situation where the NRL clubs would say, why are we even bothering with these reserve grades and under 20s mm. if we're going to coach them, make them better? And then the Warriors are going to pick them in the draft and take them away. Um, the only way that draft system works is if the reserve grade is a complete separate entity from the NRL and are completely focused on developing all players across the board, um, which it will never get that way. And um, so as cool as a draft might be to get like the worst team gets potentially the best up and coming player. Um, it's just never going to be feasible with um, how the system set up. And that's that's the, the greatest sporting con in the world is the American setup where the professional leagues pay nothing for the players yeah. to be developed, pick up the players after all the money's been spent developing them. Um, all the players who don't make it have dropped out and all the money, money that's been spent on them developing, uh, they don't have to spend. And then they get to take all the profits from the end product. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing con um, that they have yeah. over there. Uh, in the states, uh, and uh, yeah, it's not something we're going to see elsewhere, really. Um, and thankfully, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happens in the states we don't see elsewhere either. Um, so uh, yeah, um, I think that's the end of the questions, boys. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go with my one first because your one's a bit longer. Um, so my question to you was after an emotional return to Mount Smart, do you think the Warriors will build some form and momentum and distance themselves from the wooden spoon forms? Do I think they will possibly do i hope they will absolutely i th i think there are other teams that are gonna keep us safe from the wooden spoon that are just uh, performing way worse than we are believe it or not titans tigers i think they are probably going to have a good hard battle for the spoon i think the doggies are on the up and moving distancing themselves from that but yeah i after seeing what I saw on the weekend, I really hope the boys use that as a springboard. Um, so I'm going to put my neck on the line and say, yeah, I think we will 
we will see a, a small upturn in performance. I don't not enough to make the playoffs, like Jacko pointed out early, earlier in the comments. Uh, yeah, I think we're a bit far away from those talks, but I think I think form wise, I'll say yeah, we will improve. It won't be enough to make the finals, but this. No. There's no chance. There's yeah. no chance we'll get wooden spoon. Whereas if you asked me two weeks ago, I was starting to get pretty damn nervous about that. Yeah, so I'm kind of on the same boat. I um, they got some tough matchups. I think Jacko's basically gone along the same lines as I am. They um, they've got some tough matches against um, Eels. It depends what Eels show up. But they got Panthers. They got the Storm. But if they target getting wins against the Dogs and Titans, the spoon is long gone. I mm. think. Positively looking, I'd say best case scenario, if they hit some form, they end the season 10th. Most likely, I think 11th or 12th if things go their way, um, which, you know, isn't great. But, you know, as we said a few weeks ago, we were thinking dead last. I even put money at the TAB on them being the wooden spoon at that point. How dare you? <laughs> Just I need to make money to keep, keep the, the laptop going, Richie. Um, but your question for me. Um, I'll bring out the big notebook that I needed for. Oh, you needed a notebook, fair enough, because it's a bit loaded. So, rumors of Reese Walsh leaving were figured out not now. They're, they're not <laughs> not really rumors. It's there's a lot of smoke there, and it's probably going to happen. Um, but CNK coming on board, rumors that Tamari Martin will as well. Um, I just want you to cast your crystal ball over. Who who takes Reese Walsh's spot in that backline at fullback? Um, just name me your whole backline next year. Go on, that that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. So I've got a lot of slashes in here for people that might actually be with the club or might not be. Um, so I'll go with the ones that I do know are actually with the club. So my wingers are Dallin and Marcelo, same as we've got this year. I've made my halves Ronald, Volkman, and Sean Johnson, same as we've got right now. Um, my fullback, I've got um, CNK or Tamara Martin, depending on what's happening and depending on what happens in the centres. Because if we if we have Jesse Arthurs, I would have him locked in. If we don't, I've potentially got Maratin Niokora or Dylan Walker in my centre um, in one side. And um, if CNK is there and Martin is there as well, I'd probably move CNK into the centres too. Um, just if we have both of them. If we don't have Martin, CNK is staying number one fullback. And then if that is the case, potentially Rocco Berry or Valia as my other centre. Um, or potentially Nakora and Walker both as centres. I think Walker is going to end up being our number 14, ideally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a wish-wash because it's really murky right now who is and who isn't a Warriors back next year. Mm. Um but that's what I've got. I really want Arthur's to stay. I know he's technically not contracted, but we just talked about how contracts don't mean nothing. Yeah, surely we can get him as a as a dual swap deal to Marty Martin and Arthur's. Um, is yeah. our most forgotten signing, Luke Metcalf? Because we've signed him. Where does he go? I think he's actually going to be just a, a backup right now. I potentially would have had him as a fullback option um, until CNK was mentioned. Um yeah, um, Jacko said um, Metcalf at centre. I don't know how he's gone at centre. I think he's a talent, though. Um, it's going to be really interesting, but it's good to see depth, um, as Nigel just said. 
Mm. Um, how that depth actually goes when it transfers through um, is another thing, but it's going to be interesting to see. There's a lot of moving, mm. moving pieces to that puzzle, that's for sure. A lot of competition for spots too, which is always good. Yeah, and um, Jacko said Metcalf's too good to be a backup. Yeah, I was potentially going to have him as my six until we signed Boltman, and I think Boltman's got better upside. And I, I potentially, I believe we'll see Boltman and Metcalf as the Warriors halves moving forward when Sean Johnson hangs the boots up. Um, so I don't know. And yeah, Jacko said it also depends on what coach they have as well. It yeah. could completely change. Uh, a coach might sit there and go, Boltman's not ready, let's drop him down, um, and what have you. And, um, yeah, time will tell. It's going to be very interesting. Um, but we may as well go in. I know we're going super long into round 17 with our picks. Simon hasn't given us our picks yet. Um, so, Simon, hopefully you can throw those picks our way while we're going. Um, first up, we have the Sharks first Storm. I have gone with the Storm. Who have you gone with, Richie? I went Sharks this one, mate. I, yeah, yeah I, I've got to do something different now to try and catch you. <laughs> um, it might be interesting. Storm have all their origin players out. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, it's not a bad pick. Not sure what Simon's picked yet. Um, there he is. He's got them there. Oh, oh, hold on. Did he put it up further? I can't see it. Um, there we go. So he has picked the storm as well. Awesome. Okay. It's bloody on screen for you. Jeez, yeah, that's really the screen. The, the screen was really little. I had to I had to push it out. Um, okay, it's just sorry, have... because you're blind, I'll say it loud for you. Storm <laughs> you. by four. Okay, so with next game, we've got Knights and Rabbitohs. <laughs> Simon has picked the Rabbitohs. I have picked them too. What say you? You get Rabbitohs. You have picked Rabbitohs as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we have Tigers versus Eels. I have, believe it or not, picked the Eels. Um, so has Simon. Um, they are very inconsistent, but they should be able to get this over the Tigers, surely. Jacko's saying I'm digging a deeper hole. Yeah, I probably am, mate, but I'm fighting a losing battle anyway. Um, <laughs> nice to see Brad backtrack on his scathing criticism of the Eels, but they're, yeah. they're playing the Tigers. Yeah, they I are. I went, I, I, went, I went Eels as well. Yeah. If I think it was legitimately 14 or 13 or 14 of the other teams, I probably would have picked them over the Eels. Mm. And then the last game of the shortened round is Broncos Dragons. Um, I have gone with Broncos, and um, so has Simon, I believe. So. Paul took that away before I wrote it down because I'm unprofessional. Um, but I assume you picked Broncos. I did, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, and then we may as well – I know you didn't put it here yet, Simon, so we may as well get it. Um, I've picked the Origin game as well. So I've picked the Maroons um, for the final to take out the series. And um, what have you picked? The Mighty Blues – Winning a decider at Suncorp, the Holy Grail doesn't get any better. All right, and um, yep, there we go. Got that, Simon. Who did you pick in Origin, or do you want to wait till next week before the game? Um, it's completely up to you. I won't pressure you. Um, at the end but, of the yeah. day, why do you guys bother picking the? You, know, you always just go for your own teams. Yeah, I know. It's really weird, eh? He's got but, a point. He's got a point. <laughs> 
I know. Um, oh yeah, and Simon's picked the Maroons. So Simon's, uh, I think, the one in the in the house to be able to take this comp. So um, I'm hoping that he's right here um, and gets gets the win. I, I'll lose the tipping comp, but it's better than seeing the Blues win. So I will go with that. And um, well, before we sign off, quickly we'll do some Super League. Um, so thanks for bringing up the fixtures there, Paul. Um, St. Helens now only hold a two-point lead at the top of the ladder because they actually lost to Catalans 20-18 to 18 this week. Um, Wigan still managed to keep second place um, because they defeated Wakefield 46-22. Other games around, Castleford defeated Huddersfield 26-18. Leeds dominated Hull FC 62-16. Um, then we had Toulouse get another win um, against Hull KR, 28-6. And then Salford defeated Warrington, 32-24. to And as Simon's put in the comments, round 18, which is coming up, is the Magic Round in Super League. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, all Super League um, games will be on Sky Sport 4 for Magic Round. We've got Wakefield versus Toulouse. St. Helens versus Wigan, which will be a, a barnstormer. Leeds versus Castleford, Huddersfield versus Salford, Catalans versus Warrington, and Hull KR versus Hull FC. So um, some good matchups there. Um, it's interesting that for Magic Ground, they didn't let Catalans and Toulouse play, have a, a France versus France game. But <laughs> Jacko said, yeah, he doesn't care who wins Origin. Aussie bashing each other is always a good watch. Great shout there. <laughs> Um, just one question for you before we go then. Mikey Mitchell uh, from the old YouTube channel, New Zealand Sport Radio YouTube channel. You can watch us at 8pm every Wednesday evening. Uh, says, any thoughts on rumours about Andrew Webster touted as next coach? Yeah, so we did mention it a bit earlier. Um, I, was going to I don't know give enough a about him. Give a summary. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about him. He's been assistant at the Warriors, at the Tigers, and now at the Panthers. Um, it's an option. It's an option. Um, there's slim pickings. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, if he gets the job, I'm sure he'll do the best he can. Um, might be the best option. I I still feel like I'm leaning towards Stacy. I don't know if that's just because of what Stacy Jones means to me as a Warriors fan. That's making me biased there. But um, yeah. As long as there's a decision, uh, it'd be like nice to know there's a direction going, going forward. Hmm. The um, so there was a uh, question around um, rep round, wasn't there? Um, Rich. Rich oh yes, you did mention. Um, so we gives... haven't. Yeah. Um, so Christian Wolf came out and said he's all for the. Um, um, he would like the international window at the end of the year to be brought up again. Um, I'm all for it. I think they need a window. I know we talked about it. You you being a rugby union fan, you're worried about players' well-being. Um, so no, I'll just I'll, I'll, yeah, be rugby union fans say look, we, 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 the, the, there are issues in the in union obviously around conflict between well, basically playing too many games between club and club and country. Uh, the question is, yeah, can uh, yeah, can NRL just not make those same mistakes? And as you said, as long as it stays as a you keep October as your yeah. international window, um, then, then that could work. Um, now, because you obviously had an international round, which was one game, 
I mean, Richie, now you're talking about three, a th a three, uh, three game series against Tonga, and you reckon they'll sell out every game, and they'll sell out one round, Mount Smart. No, but I'm not yeah, sure sell out, that's where um, you put it. All three all games, Mount Smart. Games. Yeah, why not? It's sell out every time. Greatest stadium in the world. Yeah, better than that crappy one in the middle of Auckland. <laughs> Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not debating that, but I'm thinking you don't play all three games in one place. You might take one down to, I mean, will you take one down to Wellington? Put one in Christchurch? Take one over to oh, Tonga. Oh, yeah. Wellington would be great. I'd go. I don't know if it'll sell I, out, but I'll go. I, I think you'd avoid taking it to the South Island. Um, I don't you want it where all the Tongans are. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think... Um, yeah, so like Simon said, they're a world league for the internationals in October, um, having divisions. I used to like what they used to do, where they did a four nations. Mm. Um, one year they'd have it in New Zealand, Australia. The next year they have it in the UK. And while it, when it was in New Zealand, the teams that weren't involved in the four nations, so um, if it was like England, it was always England, New Zealand, Australia, and then a fourth team. And while it's playing that year down in New Zealand, the other teams not involved in the Northern Hemisphere would play a tournament and the winner of that tournament would be involved as the fourth team. And then vice versa, when it was in the UK, like Tonga, Samoa, Fiji and Papua New Guinea would play. The winner of that was in the next one that was down in that mm. area. And so there was always like potentially a new team, depending like in that situation, it would probably always be Tonga, if we're honest. And up in the UK... I would say maybe France, with the with the inflection of Catalans and that they might get up there and be the better team besides Scotland and and whatnot. But that one was always an interesting concept. Um, and yeah, Simon said Hamilton would be good for Tonga. Yeah, the Tongans filled out Hamilton last time they played down there. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, that's most, um, if you're selling your tickets in Hamilton or in Tonga, you're selling it for the same people from South Auckland. Yeah, as long as we can travel. Yeah. Still the same thing. Right. Yeah. It's all those people that came to Hamilton game drove down the motorway. <laughs> yeah. I know a few and yeah. Yeah. Like Simon said, France, Wales, and Scotland were the previous teams in that four nations tournament. I thought that was an interesting mix. You always had uh, another team in there, especially where we are now, because before it was when you had Tonga or Samoa or Papua New Guinea make it, they were just the whipping boys. And um, it was basically what was the final going to be between New Zealand and Australia. Um, but now you throw a Tonga into that mix, you could legitimately see um, Tonga take out a Four Nations. Um, but it would be, yeah, I, they need to do something. They need to grow the game. We saw how excited everyone got for one week of football yeah. um, involving them in. And I'm, they need to build off the World Cup, which will hopefully be successful at the end of the year and flow that into actually involving more internationals for 2023. Um, if that happens, I doubt it, but um, yeah, I want to be optimistic and say, hopefully we see some internationals at the end of the year, even if they just split it up and just have New Zealand and Tonga since Australia don't care about it. Um, and then have um, the POMs doing something up, up North. Yep. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Guys. Anything else you guys want to add? Nope. Uh, Thanks for the chat. Yeah, thanks for the chat, everyone. Good fun. Yeah. Good fun. 
I know we went super long. I knew we would with all the Warriors drama that happened last night. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks for joining me, Richie, and thanks for helping out again, Paul. And good night, everyone. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.